Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Welcome to Into the Lab and a special Friday morning slot. Excited to continue season one with our sports scientists. This is episode 35, and I'm your host, Ernest Silva. Find me at the Sporting and <coughs> powered by the Mothership Blue Collar Media Group, where we are back with some good debates on NBA, NFL, XFL, and today, wrestling on Sports Radio Network. The show is coming to you from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in Quarantineville, San Antonio, Texas. But your favorite sports analysts are cooking in the lab from all over the globe. Let's cue the announcer and get your morning started off right. And now, tonight's starting lineup. From Bali, Indonesia, beverage connoisseur, Wrestling expert for Blue Collar Sports, Twitter handle at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Finally, the day has come when we will talk about wrestling in this podcast. <laughs> and I should have included and host of the Pick'em segment, but I'm excited for that, Dre. I really am. From Winnipeg, <laughs> featured on the podcast, the Institute of Drafting, the 2019 Into the Lab NFL Pick'em Champion, Twitter handle, at the Phantom Jazzy, Miles Bloomquist. Hola, senores. I am returned. Uh, I may have sucked at the NBA and the XFL Pick'ems, but I'm hoping that my wrestling knowledge will finally come in handy. Get <laughs> about a two-week hiatus, so missed you, bud the great city of Pittsburgh, a contributor for fan-sided and blue-collar sports, and at V-Money Sports, Vaughn Dalezell. Hey guys, well, I'm happy to be back. It's been quite a while as well for me, but uh, hopefully everyone's staying home and uh, making sure they're keeping themselves safe in this tough time, but excited to talk some sports with you guys, NFL draft, free agency, all that good stuff. Yeah, Vaughn, I think I asked for you every week for the past five weeks, and somebody different always had a status update for you. But I'm glad to have you back, buddy. We're going to talk some football right now, and I'm glad to have you on. Thank you. All right. From Guilford, coming from the Sports Analytics Conference, making his second debut on Into the Lab, Chris Remick. What's going on, everybody? Excited to talk some basketball and some wrestling with you all. Um, after uh, two long weeks of isolation, this has been tough. <laughs> I know, quarantine days, quarantine days. From Pittsburgh, football, hockey, gambling writer for the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network, Twitter handle, at Steel Curtain, P-E-H, the most interesting name in the world, Paul. Yeah, what's up, fellas? Quarantine day, number whatever. Watch the dog take a shit in the yard today. Big day. (laughs) And last, you've been hearing him all episode from Boston, (laughs) slightly biased, very own, and co-host of Smack Talk, Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven. Salute the general Steve Reisner. What's going on, everybody? Uh, I just want to let you know I've set a new personal record for days without wearing real pants. 
this is what we've come to, folks, on Into the Lab. We thank all of you for coming in and joining us for this three-round segment. And great to have the original sports scientist here for a very big day. We are hoping we have a 13-minute watch here going on with a contest. If you've been keeping up with us, you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, on that network tournament with Belly Up Sports. But tons of anxiety as that tournament is ending. Excited to be airing with you guys. Let's jump right into it. Our three-round segment will start with the NFL and NBA one. The second round really geared around our famous Pick'em segment, led today by Dre Rogers. And hopefully um, two big announcements, but at least one big announcement for round three. So we will go ahead and jump right into it with round one. And let's start off. And hear the bell. Round one, league news and updates. <clears throat> Round one is brought to you by <coughs> Taquito Express, starting with the newest NFL acquisitions for this past week. Let's start with the NFL. So cornerback Ron is heading to the Washington Redskins <laughs> after his stint in Philadelphia. Wide receiver Geronimo Allison signed with Detroit. Wide receiver Demarcus oh. Robinson decided to stay <laughs> decided to stay in Kansas City, and the Cowboys making some big moves. Kicker Greg Zerline, defensive tackle Dantari Pole, and and um, Alden Smith making his comeback, going to the Cowboys. We're going to talk a lot about the Cowboys sh- shortly. And cornerback Xavier Rhodes signs with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, any other big moves happen this week that maybe I missed in in this opening segment before we start dissecting these moves? Uh, no. Yeah, I think that was pretty much all of them. Um, let's talk about uh, Geronimo Allison going to Detroit first. Um, I know I know he was a weapon at key moments for the Packers, but what does that mean for the Lions uh, and that receiver core? It means the receiving core still fucking sucks. <laughs> Traitor! Traitor! <laughs> well, it definitely triggered some people on, on our staff, that's for sure. Um, does it make them any better, or is it just no, a Proves that they have no weapons in their receiving court other than Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Detroit made other moves defensively. They made good moves. I mean, they signed Reggie Raglan, they signed Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton. I mean, those Durant, are all moves. But I mean, Durant bunch Allen, of Patriots not going to win you games. Yeah, I mean, all it's a, it's a stacked NFC North, right? <laughs> so it, it doesn't move them move them any up in the any further up. <clears> in my opinion, <throat> I think they're still a fourth. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft. I mean, that, that's going to be, you know, where we see where, they, where they're going in the future. Allison, you know, that's a one-year deal, so he probably won't be there next year, put it that way. If you, and the reason I say stack divisions, because if you think of the NFC, I mean, the NFC East obviously is going to have one team. The NFC South probably has three teams for the playoffs. If you're looking at the NFC West, two or three teams for the playoffs. If you look at the NFC North, two or three teams for the playoffs. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty potent division. I mean... You get, I mean, let's say Nick Foles pans out. That's three very good teams um, ah. in the division. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now, what about yeah. the Xavier Rhodes signing? And, and Vaughn, I'm going to ask you since you're here. What, does that shift the needle a little bit on the Colts' defensive secondary, or is he kind of hitting that um, uh, age age problem? Uh, I mean, I definitely think that he's still a viable option. I mean, signing him on a one-year deal for $3 million, that's kind of saying, you know, prove what you're worth. And, uh, you know, they got Phillip Rivers. Obviously, they're trying to contend. Got DeForest Buckner as well. Um, Anthony Costanza on the offensive line. So the Colts definitely have pieces. They're trying to you know, go out and win the division, which is very possible right now since Hopkins got traded from the Texans. 
Uh, you know, the Jaguars holding the ninth pick. Are they riding with Minshew? Are they not? They sold a lot. So, it's interesting. I think Minnesota hurt them the most. I mean, they lost Diggs, and now they lost Xavier Rhodes. I mean, that's not – it's not looking too good for them. So, I think that's that's the key loss in the situation. But Indianapolis is looking pretty good, in my opinion. I don't know yeah, what you're talking about. If they don't have Xavier Rhodes, that means they're going to not give up a lot of touchdowns anymore. He was fucking garbage. It's a, it's a prove-it year. I mean, you have one bad year doesn't make you a bad player. Minnesota already lost Xavier Rhodes last year is what I'm saying. So they've already coped with that because he was hot shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's their best corner anyway, so. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually like the Rhodes sign. I mean, he's going to get tons of playing time no matter what, right? The Colts are that bad. So no matter what, yeah, he'll be on the field. Um, let me let me shift gears. You know, I'm, I'm I was gonna talk about it. See, so might as well just get out of the way. The Cowboys making moves. I actually love the signings uh, this week by the Cowboys. Uh, before I even say anything, uh, let me ask you, Miles. Do the Cowboys get better? I like what they're doing defensively, and I don't think that that will change when they go into the draft because the Cowboys' problem has not been on offense. Clearly, Dak. You know, we all have our opinions on Dak. I'll hold <laughs> mine own. I'll take an objective stance that Dak has been good. He's been good enough to lead the Cowboys offense into a playoff team, but defensively, they give up a lot, especially in the run game, sometimes in the passing game. Losing Byron Jones sucks because he was the top corner there, but I really like how they're looking towards that front seven because that's really been a big issue for Dallas, Um, you know, going all the way back to when they drafted Jalen Smith and he didn't work out for the first couple of years. Now you sort of see those pieces come together like Jalen Smith. They pick up Don Tari Poe, who, I mean, I saw him as a Falcon. He's okay. He's nothing special, but certainly a big, big body to put up right in the middle. Alden Smith is a signing that's really underrated because it's a low-risk, high-reward. He has not played in years, uh, but when he did, he was insane. That dude was a sack master, and I kind of miss him because, you know, I love watching great defensive players, but obviously off-the-field issues kept him away from the game. But So I hope that he comes back. Obviously, taking this much time off will hurt him for sure. But even if you get, like, a seven, eight-sack season out of him, that's a great signing right there for, what, $4 million? I will take that any day. So I expect him to keep going hard on defense in the draft. I expect corner and safety in the first couple rounds. And then maybe they load up on some more developmental guys in the later rounds, maybe some more O-linemen, especially with Travis Frederick leading, um, maybe another corner as well. So I like what the Cowboys are doing, and I don't expect it to stop. Now, with, I, like, with- I, I really like that Zerline signing a lot. Like, they've been struggling to find a kicker. I mean, that basically puts them in point territory once they cross the 50. I mean, that exactly. guy can have- for sure. Now they've got two kickers. They're trying to make the Bears run for their bunny. <laughs> they ain't gonna have two kickers. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna that job easy. Yeah, and I was gonna. I was actually about to go to you, Paul. So, so Steve brought up a good point with that belch. Is that you know we have two receivers working out with teams um, that that really don't have their names up there ta- talent wise right now, which is Antonio Brown working out with the. <laughs> Ravens, and then you have Des Bryant running a session with Dak Prescott today with Dallas. Does either receiver look like they're suiting up for either of those teams next year? Fuck no, I don't, I don't think so. I, 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 you would have to be crazy to bring Antonio Brown in your locker room. Like after everything that you've seen and done, like especially with how uncertain everything is right now, where you can't even get a good look or talk to him like in person. Like I don't see how he gets in there right now. Uh, I mean, as far as Des goes, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, how healthy is, is Des? Like, 
You got right now with everything. You have to get a, get him in there and get looked by doctors. I think for Dez, right? Yeah, that that'd be the big thing, and and getting somebody to to look at him right now during quarantine time is probably impossible. Um, but but yeah, yeah, that's that's really kind of the 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 big question mark is all Dallas Cowboy fans want Dez back because they loved him. Um, but how do you use Dez? He's not going to be a featured one or two. He'd be he'd be a three slot. I mean, you can barely play him in the slot. He's not that fast. So what do you do with him? Right. Is, is my I mean, question. that would be like a you know a red zone target only, right? Right. It'd have to be or a four wide receiver sets only, and he's and he's running. I don't even know. Maybe just a sub a sub one sub two. I don't, I don't even know. I don't right. even know where you're playing. Tight end, backup backup tight end. I don't even know. Well, well like like that decoy. Like a, Decoy. Like a, well, like an H back. I mean, you could put him in where he could get a matchup against linebackers down in the red zone. I mean, you know what I mean? Wildcat. Maybe something like that. Well, Vaughn, let me let me plug you in here. Are the Cowboys the NFC East favorites now with all their signings? And again, still more signings, and free agency's not over. But I mean, they've signed thirteen guys. And to quote Steve, "Where the hell do they get the money from?" So true. <laughs> yeah, a lot of I- big names, a lot of money. I don't know if I'd call him the favorite. I still like what the Philadelphia Eagles did a lot this offseason. I mean, they, they added Javon Hargrave from the Steelers, which kind of hurt me a lot. Darius Slay was a big signing. They brought back Jalen Mills as well. I, I, I like both teams, what they did this offseason. I think the draft's going to be a key piece. If the Eagles go and get a playmaking receiver like they can in the first round, and they should, I think that uh, they should probably be the slight favorites over the Cowboys. But I think it, both teams are going to make the playoffs this season, uh, especially – um, you know, with, with the, some of the teams in the other NFC divisions kind of trading and lacking, and you see in the NFC South so tough too. So I like to see both teams get in this year, but I think that's kind of, you know, a co-favorite type deal and not one team ahead of the other at this point. Awesome. Awesome. Chris, I know you've been quiet over there. I'm going to bring you in next, and I want more of an analytical sense to this. The Cincinnati Bengals may be opting into making that trade uh, giving away the ones, the one pick. I'm going to ask you: giving away the one pick for a multi-first round package to the Miami Dolphins. Does that make sense for Cincinnati? Um, well, you can look at it uh, both ways, really. In my opinion, I don't think they should do it. I think that they should make the selection of Joe Burrow. I really think that this guy is going to be absolutely insane once he hits the league. Um, obviously, they franchise tagged uh, Green, and so pairing those two up, hopefully uh, build that connection and uh, kind of convince Green to stay and build around that. I know Green is aging, but I think that uh, duo can do some real damage. Okay. Now, if you if you so if you're packaging the the difference between Tua and Burrow, is it that vast that Miami should be looking to trade up that they don't want to? I, I don't want to say settle because I think Tua is a fantastic quarterback, but mm-hmm. uh, settle for Tua. I mean, is that essentially worth it? I think in the end, it's uh, worth it. You got a lot. Like there are so many quality quarterbacks in this draft class that I think that could really make a splash in the league. And I think if you're Miami, I just don't think it's worth it to package all of your assets into this one guy when you have multiple quarterbacks available. So I think they should pick where they're at now and uh, keep their remaining assets. Perfect. Perfect. Now, Vaughn, you weren't here to react to this, and we're going to switch to the NBA right after this. Um, Now... I don't even know how to word it without crying, but DeAndre Hopkins gets traded to the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. 
and I didn't know what your react was to that. I mean, did you have to look twice? Did you did you think it was April Fool's Day, or, or did you see some sense and logic to the trade? You know, I was I was kind of nervous what you're going to ask me there because I had no idea. But <laughs> De- DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, yeah, that was definitely like mind mind boggling. I mean, what what's Bill O'Brien? I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm getting angry thinking about it. Uh, what franchise, you know, does that? It's your all-pro receiver. Um, I wrote an article about him, actually, for his receiving yards. But he's, he's set to go off with Kyler Murray. It's, it's, I mean, it's set in stone. The trade for David Johnson, he hasn't been really relevant the past two, three years, two of three years. So it's, it doesn't make much sense, except you're saving a lot of money. And I know Deshaun Watson has to be feeling like Will Smith at the end of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, just standing <laughs> there right now. Because it's mm-hmm. almost as bad as Jacksonville. I mean, those two teams, they're just sellers right now. It's terrible. So, I mean, back to what you said about Indianapolis, they actually look a lot better because these teams are just just dropping like flies right now and just releasing money. Yeah, and and you have to think, uh, I know they're trying to say logically David Johnson's a caliber running back they haven't had for years, Um, but but does David Johnson even have anything, in your opinion, left in that tank to where he's going to prove he was worth that trade? I mean, I always see the positivity in players, even if they have those injuries, you know, that kind of hold them back because you always have the – that, uh, you know, the motivation to get back to where you were would be better. But I think a situation like him, he's going to get the touches and he's going to get the opportunities. Uh, Hopkins throws to his running – excuse me, Watson throws to his running backs pretty often. And we saw a couple different running basket uh, receptions and David Johnson's that type of guy. So I think he's going to impact the game in uh, receiving terms, maybe third downs more than rushing. I don't think uh, he's going to be that guy that's going to get 1,000 or 1,500 yards anymore. But he could certainly total 1,000 yards rushing and receiving, in my opinion. Okay. All right. That's awesome. And before we go to the NBA, I know I said I was next, but let's go ahead and and, and uh, get right into some breaking news. Uh, the general, I'm not sure if you know, but uh, your network is now victorious. And I don't know if you ah, want to say some congratu- congratulatory words to our Labsters and fans that are watching the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you to the Labsters for supporting Blue Collar Nation. Yeah, what a win. First win for Into the Lab. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying not to yell and be excited, so I'll just do that later on. But what, what a win um, being a network that was, has been around a lot longer and, for, and been doing the same things we have for a lot longer. So congratulations to Labsters and, and supporters of the show everywhere. Thank you so much for supporting and showing what it is to be a real fan base and to have real support for Into the Lab. Thank you guys so much. Um, and we have a little bit more coming in a little bit, so stick around. We're going to go in the NBA. <clears throat> Let me stick with Paul, Steve, and Vaughn while I, ha- while I have you guys. One, one, final, one final thing before moving on, just because he hasn't really answered my question in the chat. But do we need to talk about what the, what the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is for Miles, or does he know what, what, what we're what the, <laughs> <reference was> <laughs> <laughs> the Fresh Prince is like my third favorite show all time, so you can check out. <laughs> we're, we're all good there. Thanks for catching us up, Dre. <laughs> you, you know who that actor is, right, Miles? <laughs> uh, I think his name is like Denzel, Denzel Washington, I want to oh, say. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue. Let's switch to the NBA. <laughs> The season is in a bit of a gray area null right now as we're trying to figure out, okay, uh, what what is going to happen with the season? There's an NBA 2K tournament we're going to touch in just a second. But the current talk is that the playoff seeding is going to stand, and it may be a best-of-three series 
in the playoffs if it started in July and August for season time-wise. So if we looked at the East and the West, I'm going to go through these matchups, and I'm going to ask you guys who has the easiest route to the final of three series and uh, with this type of seeding. So in the East, you would have Milwaukee against Orlando, Toronto against Brooklyn, Boston against Philadelphia, Miami against Indiana. Um, the, the side of the bracket, I'm sorry, I should have done this from the beginning, so that's a total mess up. Milwaukee, Orlando, Miami, Indiana would be on the same side of the bracket. Toronto, Brooklyn, Boston, Philadelphia would be on the other side of the bracket. Um, let's just start with the East. So you have those eight teams in that. And, and let's just say all rosters are <sighs> who has the East to the finals from the East. I'll start, I'll start with you, Paul. Uh, I'd say the Bucks. I mean, that they wouldn't have to face, uh, you know, Philadelphia or Boston until the Eastern conference finals. And I don't think any of those other teams in the, on their side would challenge them even in a three game set. Uh, uh, so I like the Bucks in that in that scenario. Yeah, what what do you think on that, Vaughn? You think you have the the Bucks having the easiest route there in the East? No, I want you guys to to just be mindful of what I'm about to say and be respectful. Here we go. Uh, uh, the Bil- Milwaukee Bucks were getting lucky. They lost three straight games before the coronavirus hit and took over. They were sliding, and there's one team that I actually think it could contend with them in taking the seven games. And no one would have said this being the year, but it is the Toronto Raptors. They have been hot all season long. They were on another winning streak at four games before this happened. They went on games. They went on multiple winning streaks of six, seven, eight games all throughout the season. Um, Twenty-three and nine at home and away. They've done it both ways. I like it. I mean, I think the Milwaukee Bucks ultimately get to the finals, but I think the Raptors take them to the edge. Yeah, and I, I, anybody else besides Vaughn think the Bucks have an easy, the easiest route here, or are we pretty set that Milwaukee on the East would have the easiest route to the finals? Yeah, I'm pretty set on that. <laughs> Who was that? Celtics. Was that Dre? Oh, yeah, Celtics. Was... You think the Celtics have the easiest route? So Boston would play Philadelphia and then the winner between Toronto and Brooklyn. And this is all in a best of three, right? Best of three, and let's and I and when I say the rosters are healthy, I'm going to assume Kyrie KD can play. Yeah, I you thought were, I thought you said as is. I thought you said uh, as is not healthy. I don't think the Raptors could win a best of three series against most of these teams simply because they like to play from behind. Especially when you think about you know the playoffs last season, they were good when they were down 2-0, 1-0, and then they came back and then they were slaughtering Orlando and Philadelphia and so on and so forth. Even you know Milwaukee. Went up two nothing on them, and then all of a sudden, or Toronto goes and wins that series. So I think you make it a best of three series, and Toronto can sneak past Brooklyn. But if they had Kyrie and KD, I wouldn't say so. But once they get to Boston, I think Boston could take that series fairly easily. Yeah, I'd be scared. I'd be to face Brooklyn in the playoffs if they did it as it. Kyrie and KD were playing. That's just my opinion. Um, I would like to see KD on his matchup, though, in the second round. That would be wonderful. Um, or no, I guess that would be in the Eastern Conference Finals. They would have to take out Boston. Oh, let's talk about the West, though. So the West is a little bit more intriguing because you have the Lakers playing Memphis, and on the same side of the bracket, you would have Utah and OKC. And then you have the wonderful um, Clippers-Mavericks matchup and Denver-Houston on the other side of the bracket. So um, when you look at the West, easiest easiest path to the Finals um, – Anybody but the Lakers, or does, does somebody else have another team? 
I mean, uh, the Clippers are definitely in the discussion. Let's not talk about them. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man. But like, man, that side of the bracket's ridiculous in the three game series. I mean, I don't know who you would pick in some of those. In, in the in the way it would have to go down, it's just weird. I, you know, if you're gonna say the easiest, gotta be. yeah, because the Lakers would probably be doing what you Memphis, Utah, and then the winner of the other side. Yeah. I don't see how anybody else would have a better route. I mean, you can say the Clippers. Uh, Clippers probably have an easy first round matchup. I don't think they. I think they win two straight against Dallas, and then they probably win of two regular season teams. Yeah, probably Houston. And if Houston doesn't go off, or if one of Westbrook or Harden doesn't go off, they probably don't. Have yeah, a Clippers Lakers thing. I think. Terrible. All right, so so it just kind of depends. Houston's had the Clippers number this year, so you would you have to say that Houston's two and one against the Clippers. They're two and two against Dallas. They're uh, two two and one against Denver. So Houston, technically out of that side of the bracket, has the best record head to head. But again, I'm the homer, so I'm looking for the positive. So let's just not go there. So let's just say uh, the Lakers probably have the the easiest route there. Um, and so, what do you guys feel overall? Do you think a best of three the whole way through is is a good plan to just keep this? Best of three, do, do they even have an option to do anything else? And keeping that. Las Vegas as a mutual court? Best of yeah, five would probably be. I, like. I, I love that. That should be that would be really, really fun if they had the playoff teams all there and then just played it out like that in Vegas. That would be fun. Yeah, I like that. They were going to host them all in, 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 a, in a couple of hotels, have them connected to the court, and and – isolate it and have it played out if everybody was still um, stuck in coronavirus quarantine mode. Um, at least they're trying new things. Um, and I just wanted to kind of talk about the topic of what best of three would change any of your minds on a potential winner. According to us, it changed best of three, best of seven. Uh, most of us would have a Lakers, uh, Lakers Celtics, Celtics. Um, you know, type of finals. I know there's a few Celtics fans, so I won't make too many remarks on that. Well, let's talk about a tournament that's actually happening, and that's to- that's tonight. Um, that is the NBA 2K tournament happening tonight. As everybody's listening to this Friday morning, and um, the seeds are out, and you can you can view those anywhere when it comes to the seeding. Top players playing: um, KD, Trey Young, Devin Booker, and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, uh, the seedings were based off of their tenure in the NBA and their 2K rating. Um, you guys have. Uh, any sort of thoughts on who's coming out of this as a winner? Do you guys have a favorite gamer out of the NBA players going? Kevin Durant. Well, I mean, DeMarcus Cousins has been sitting on his ass this entire season, so he really oh, should have no excuse to be insane at 2K at this point. Did, did you that guys is... see what happened between him and Ronnie 2K? I did see yes. that. that was so <laughs> I saw that. So funny. I saw Twitter going off, fire Ronnie 2K. I feel bad for the guy, but you got to be smarter than that. Be, Cousins might come out angry. I hope he throws the controller if he loses. That's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's a great lineup. Uh, I, uh, I'd i love to see – I think Kevin Durant is the name. I don't think he he's really going to ball out in 2K. But some of these guys, like Devin Booker is all about gaming, and, and he has his own Twitch channel, doesn't he, with with gaming, with Call of Duty and, and NBA 2K. So, yeah, yeah. I think he's, he's got to be a favorite. And, and Donovan Mitchell has his own Twitch channel as well. Um, I, I- I think that Hassan Whiteside and Aiton, I think those are the two guys for me that are probably going to come out on that one side of the bracket. Whiteside's uh, – I, I followed him on Snapchat for the past couple of years, and he's huge in the 2K. Uh, obviously, he got famous because his 2K rating was too low, and he got that interview. 
But oh yeah, I, I like him and Aiden a lot. Aiden's a big gamer too, so I've seen a lot of people really talk about him. I'm surprised that they didn't have Deer and Fox in this tournament because as I'm, as I'm concerned, slightly offended that they didn't have player. Gordon Hayward or Paul George. Two of which Ooh. they're both like yeah. insane gamers. I mean, Hayward's sponsored by HyperX, like he he's yeah. in the commercial. <laughs> I mean, PG was in the Fortnite like celebrity tournaments, and he always plays and he's always streaming and stuff like that. So, I mean, those are two big names that I thought really should have been on here, but I don't know their availability or what they're going through. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd you'd have to think that they asked them. I mean, uh, kudos to the NBA for still recognizing Harrison Barnes as a player and and including him in the <laughs> tournament. So, uh, kudos to them. Um, any last regards to the NBA Two K tournament? Anybody want to do a hot take on a winner? I'm Durant. rooting for Zach Levine. Go Durant, Bruce. Durant, 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 Durant. Yeah, I gotta go with Durant. Going with the one seeds. I'm going Patrick Beverly. For undisclosed reasons of any sort, I feel of like bias. he'll just annoy people into just quitting. That's I what feel it like is. People just don't want to sit down with him. Talking the whole time. He's probably going to create five Patrick Beverleys and put them on the court. <laughs> <laughs> True small but ball. Because can he make them clap like and shit the way he does? In, in the game? <laughs> They'd probably do something special. They'd probably do something <laughs> special. Yeah, uh, uh, that Ronnie two K uh, was was crazy. Jamal Murray stuff was even crazier. We won't go into that, guy, but that was all. That was all crazy. Um, and, uh, and so let's, let's wrap up round one right there. Uh, round one was brought to you tonight by Taquito Express, where you can get all you can eat tacos for seven ninety nine. You can even order them to go down in beautiful Brownsville, Texas, but we'll be back with round two after this commercial break. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of eight to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, Check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas, located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. Round two, weekly pick'em and game outlooks. All right, round two is our pick'em segment brought to you by SATX Rated, geared around WrestleMania 36. Dre Rogers will be leading the charge as our wrestling expert. I'll just be announcing the matchup. Dre's going to do the breakdown, and we'll all announce who our picks are. So let's get this started on our matchups here. We'll start with the WWE Championship match, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. Take it away, Dre. Sorry, I was thinking about taquitos <laughs> and that all-you-can-eat buffet. You should all go to that whenever you can. Um, obviously, the situation is very hard, but uh, taquitos is the option. Uh, maybe you could get uh, some food for WrestleMania just ordered to your homes. So, taquitos. <laughs> anyway. Uh... That's Dre's analysis on the first match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
It's the new sponsor, you know? <laughs> uh, what was the first match again? Brock Lesnar? Oh, yes, Lesnar and McIntyre. <laughs> See, I was really this is, thinking about the kiddos. I'm not lying. <laughs> this, is go, this is going swimmingly. All right. Well, uh, you're the one yeah, who made him a host for the segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as you guys know, Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble. They have been building him up for the past year or so. He's been taking everybody out. He's been trying to get that Claymore in as the most dangerous move in sports entertainment. And Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. Everybody knows what he's done. He's played, you know, football and UFC, and he's been multiple times world champion. So uh, hopefully, you know, uh, this will be a great match. Uh, they both have the talent to set up a great match, and I'm, I'm pretty sure – I mean, I'm not really sure if they'll give him half an hour or five minutes because Brock Lesnar matches are unpredictable. But, uh, you know, Vegas has uh, Drew McIntyre at minus 350. So that has to tell you that uh, we're going to see uh, the change of the guard and we're going to have a new uh, world champion. So um, I'm going with Drew McIntyre. So uh, I don't know who's everybody's picks are, oh. but... Uh, don't let's worry, Drew. I'll run, I'll run it All down right. the list. Yeah, let's let's start with Miles. Miles, who do you have in this Lesnar McIntyre matchup? I would be incredibly shocked if if they buried McIntyre to let Lesnar get the title. Um, I don't think that will happen. But knowing Vince McMahon, he was very prone to just switching or switching it up and letting Lesnar win just because it's Brock Lesnar. But the way they built it up, it's McIntyre's time. So I highly, highly expect that McIntyre walks out of WrestleMania with the championship. All right, and I'm going to go with the new wrestling expert we have on staff here, the General Steve Reisner. Who do you have in this matchup? Uh, I'm rooting for Brock Lesnar. Um, I can tell you that, but um, yeah, I, I'm going to say they give it a Lesnar. Okay. Aren't you a Drew McIntyre fan? I thought you were a Drew McIntyre fan. Oh, yeah, Drew McIntyre. He, he was cool, man, but I, I like Brock Lesnar more. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Chris, do you guys have a pick in these? Um, I'm going with uh, Drew McIntyre. He's just one of the most over superstars on Raw right now, and it's, it'd just be ridiculous not to give him the title, especially um, with the like versatility of the Claymore kick. Um, I just think it's a highly entertaining move, and I think that they could uh, run away with this as him, with him as champion. And what about you, Paul? Yeah, I'm going to stick with McIntyre. Um, you know... Lesnar, Lesnar is just kind of in and out, in and out. So uh, I think they just finally say, uh, you know what, it's it's time to be out. So I'm going with uh, McIntyre. Perfect. And we have a pretty split panel. I am going with Lesnar because by namesake alone, I loved watching some of those Brock Lesnar clips. So I'm going to go Lesnar, and that pretty much splits our, our pick here for the first match. Uh, let's switch over to uh, a fan a fan uh, favorite, which is the Universal Championship match with Goldberg and Roman Reigns, which we're not even sure Roman Reigns is going to be that second person in that match. Um, Dre, take it away. Talk, talk to us about what this match entails. Yeah, to, to be honest, I'm not a, a very big fan of, of any of these two wrestlers. Uh, specifically, I, I, get, I get really upset when they bring somebody from the past, so somebody who's retired, just to 
headline or whatever WrestleMania because you have so many young talent that has been working all year long, and then you bring somebody out of nowhere just to put him in a high-profile match. And uh, let's face it, Goldberg has been back maybe for two matches, and he's been shitting both of them. Now, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, you know, everybody knows he's uh, Vince's favorite wrestler. He's been trying to build him up for the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, everybody hated him for quite some time. But then, you know, this personal issues with uh, leukemia and all of that happened. And, you know, he got a lot of fan love and stuff. So, I don't know. Uh, if he does wrestle, uh, they've been saying that he might get taken out of this match for health issues. There is no way, and no way, and I'm telling you right now, you never bet against Roman Reigns, so there's no way he, he won't come out winning and become the new champ. And, and, and if he does wrestle, this is going to be probably the match to close the night because Vince definitely loves Roman Reigns holding the title up high as the camera fades away. So that's like his favorite thing to see in the entire world. So if Roman does fight, Roman Reigns wins. If he doesn't, then who knows? Because, I mean, I don't think they would give the title to Braun. So uh, I, if, if, if I was booking this match, I'd actually do the AJ Styles ending, like let AJ Styles beat The Undertaker and then beat Goldberg at the same time and then do like that. I just beat both of those legends in one night kind of thing. But, hey, that's just me. <laughs> gotcha. Chris, do you feel the same way? Reigns, you feel if that if that fight's going to happen, uh, that he's going to be he's going to be victorious. Um, well, I I I highly doubt Reigns wrestles um at WrestleMania. Um, if he does, I have him going over Goldberg. Goldberg is just he's just not a safe worker anymore. He's just not like he doesn't put out the quality matches that he used to, and he's never really been like a really high quality worker reigns is probably the best guy you can put him in the ring with because reigns can um, make up for some of the shortcomings goldberg kind of has at his old age um in the event it's not reigns and they sub someone in like Strowman. um i still see goldberg dropping the title i think this was just kind of a name thing for wrestlemania uh vince loves bringing in the older guys and, uh, you know, if Steve was booking this, Gronk would be the replacement and Gronk would win in like a couple <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Gronk cashes in his money in the bank contract that doesn't exist. <laughs> Talking about one of the greatest hosts ever for WrestleMania, according to Steve. Steve, it's a good segue to you, bud. You feel like... Uh... What? Hello? You there, Steve? I lost you. I couldn't hear a word you just said. You think Goldberg's going to pull the upset off? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, this is so hard to pick who the fuck's going to win at WWE. <laughs> I, know they, I know they script it all. Um, yeah, yeah, he's going to go with the upset. Upset time. Going with the upset. All right. Paul, what about you? How do you feel about this matchup? Um, I don't really know. I, 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 I hope Reigns doesn't, you know, wrestle, honestly. I mean, just on a personal level, I mean, he came out and said his feelings or whatever. And, you know, I hope it, you know, he sticks to it. Um, 
you know, so that makes it hard to pick. So I'll, I'll just say Goldberg. As well, Miles, did I get your take already on this? No, you did not. But I don't ever see Goldberg holding the title for more than two minutes. So whoever he faces, he's gonna lose to. <laughs> All right. Then that will end that one. What is, let's go to the last man standing match, and that's Edge versus Randy Orton. And Dre, take it away on this. One of my favorite matches of all time is uh, Randy Orton against McFoley in a hardcore match. Uh, and I, I, after that feud, I think it was after that feud, Edge had a feud with McFoley, and it was also a hardcore match. And it ended with Edge spearing McFoley through a table set that was set on fire. So, I mean, both of these guys have a lot of. Uh, you know, experience with hardcore matches, last standing matches. And let's not forget all of uh, Edge's uh, experience with the TLC. Now, Edge obviously is coming off, you know, the, his career-ending injury with uh, spinal fusion surgery and all of that. So, uh, you know, this is his very first match in quite some time. And, uh, you know, I don't... <clears throat> if, if if he really is back, I don't see how he loses this match. Uh, however, if it's just like a one match and I'm done, then uh, Randy, or Randy Orton will probably come out winning. Uh, this will be a very entertaining match. A lot, lot, lot of weapons, uh, lots of blood, and uh, it should be a very crowd-pleasing match. Um I'm going to go with Edge just because I believe that, uh, you know, after being out for quite some time, he deserves to to get a win. And and just out of, uh, you know, emotional, emotionally, I believe it's just a win for him just to be out there and being able to wrestle his heart out in front of everyone. So. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely running the Randy Orton train on this on this matchup as well. Well, um, how do you see it, Paul? Um, I, I say that uh, Edge, I say Edge will win. I, I, I agree with Dre when you're coming back like that. They like to kind of propel you forward. So uh, I'll go with Edge. All right. Now, what about you, Miles? You, you have Edge in this in this match as well? The hardest matches to predict are matches between two legends simply because, you know, there's neither guy really benefits from winning or really loses anything from losing this because, you know, they're already established legends. They will be, their careers will be fine, much less like where if Bray Wyatt gets buried by John Cena, then you screw over Bray Wyatt's whole career again. So, I mean, this is a bit tougher to predict, but with the way it's being built, I just see that if you back Edge, she's got to win, and especially for the WrestleMania moment, so I'm going to go with Edge. All right, Chris feeling the same way on Edge? Yeah, I just feel like this is just too good of a WrestleMania moment to not go through with. And especially since I think Edge has a multi-year deal where he makes several appearances like throughout the year. It's kind of like a Lesnar contract where he doesn't wrestle as much, but he still makes appearances. He has a couple matches throughout the year. So I think they'll start him off strong, um, really like punch home the fact that he's healthy and he's ready to go. And there's no uh, major health concerns there. but um. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Edge on this one. All right. And uh, last but not least, Steve. 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Edge. Alright, Edge. So it seems pretty unanimous besides myself that Edge is gonna be that that uh, winner <laughs> for uh, this match, but let's on to um, some other matches that we have going on for WrestleMania. Uh, Dre, I'm going to have you take it away with uh, favorite, the Firefly match, John Cena versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Well, uh, first of all, uh, I'm pretty upset with the way The Fiend's character has been as of late, specifically when they made him lose the title to Goldberg. Just, you know, like... He beat Seth Rollins after like eight stomps or whatever, and, and I mean, the the Fiend has been has been uh, built up like a you know supernatural character that nobody can harm, and you know it takes like a million moves to just beat him up, and then Goldberg comes in, he does a spear, I think it was three spears and a jackhammer, and that was that. So uh, you know having him face John Cena, who's also a retired wrestler, who's also another person taking the spot of, you know, a hardworking wrestler uh, pisses me off. But, you know, people love John Cena. He's one of Steve's favorite wrestlers. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy because I, I, there was a time that I would tell you that The Fiend would, would come out winning, but John Cena never, ever, ever, ever puts young talents over or whatever. So I'm just going to say John Cena wins. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can't even see John Cena, so I'm picking John Cena as well. What do you think, Miles? you have John Cena in this in this match? No, because what I could tell from last year's WrestleMania, which lasted about two minutes with him and The Undertaker, Cena probably doesn't care anymore. He's just here for the WrestleMania moment to see the game. And I think the biggest WrestleMania moment would be Wyatt finally getting a WrestleMania win. So I don't really see this going any other way than Wyatt winning in maybe like two or three seconds because Cena does not give a shit anymore. He's an actor. Okay. What about you, uh, Paul? Do you, you see Cena just not caring, get, throwing this match, or do you feel like, uh, like uh, this is his to win? Fuck John Cena. I like the fiend. Give me the fiend all day. Hell yeah! I'm changing my pick now. <laughs> yeah, am. Yeah. All right, Chris, bring bring some light into this. John Cena or the fiend? Well, first of all, I love Cena. So, um, you know, I it, it he's at the point of his career where he's just putting over talent at this point. Um, I think he actually gets a bad rep for not putting over talent but i think he does he actually does a pretty decent job um especially at this point in his career um i think the fiend definitely needs a win especially after dropping the belt to goldberg that kind of killed the character's momentum and um i think that they could do some really cool things with the story with this because the one thing that's remained constant in this whole like fiend lore is that um everybody who faces the fiend like comes out like a different person like they either turn heel or like with daniel bryan they like shave like he shaved his head he like cut his beard and like he became like a different like kind of persona so i think that they could go some interesting ways with cena and kind of go off of that like uh kind of like stance that he tries to bury everybody 
and kind of changes his like personality. So like he might turn heel after he loses to the fiend and then he might like try to bury everybody like as possible, like in within like kayfabe as they say. So um, I think the fiend's going to win this one. Ernest is dead, so Ernest I'll take it. gone. Uh, let's move on to uh, The Undertaker. Wait, you forgot AJ Steve. <laughs> forgot Steve. Just Steve. Oh, yeah. See, I, you are, do I really have to tell you who I'm taking it? Cena. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot that's your favorite. John Cena. All right, let's move I've on. Seen, I've seen the Marine a bunch of times. So, yeah, John Cena. <laughs> well, let's second, go. Let's... Second favorite. Ooh, I might go watch that. Oh, well, Steve's got plans after this. Let's let's switch gears. Let's let's mix it up a little bit. Raw Women's Championship: Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, Dre, take us away with with what this match entails. I'm finally glad that Shayna Baszler is uh, getting this type of match. She's been dominating NXT for the past couple of years. She's one of my favorite wrestlers. She's great in the ring. She's great in the mic. She's got all the tools to be great. I mean. She, she can run the division if she wanted to. And obviously, uh, Becky Lynch is pretty much known now, uh, even in non-wrestling circles, because for the past year or so, she created this character that she's a badass and she's the man. And, uh, you know, at, at one time, she was even being, you know, uh, shown all, all over Sports Center and other, you know, sports networks. And she became a really, really big thing and put wrestling back on the map. But, uh, you know, I think all of that has faded away. I think uh, it's not her time anymore. I think they need to do something else with her character. And I think it's uh, Shayna's time to be on top. Maybe if Shayna is with the title, that there's a way to bring Ronda back and then have a Ronda Rousey versus Shayna match that probably would draw huge ratings so that's something vince always likes so i'm i'm gonna stick with shana i'm saying shana wins okay and i'm i really don't have an opinion in this matchup so i'm gonna ride double down on dre chris do you have a different opinion on shana and becky no, I think Shane is going to pull out the win here. Uh, Becky doesn't really have anything left to prove, and I think she can take this loss, and it only does wonders for Shayna. Um, my only concern is that uh, there is rumors that Vince wasn't too high on Shayna, so that could play a factor, but um, hopefully Shayna pulls out the win. Okay. Uh, Miles, I'm going to go to you next. You feel the same way? Shayna all day. Seems to be pretty Shayna here. Paul, what about you? So I don't really know anything about Shana, but I'm gonna roll with Dre on this. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I, that's why I'll be rude. Shana. Yep. Completely agree, Steve. What about you? Uh, I'm just gonna. I don't really know much about either one of them, so I'm gonna go with the opposite of what everyone else said and go with Becky. So we'll take the wrestling experts on this one, except for Steve. He's taking Becky on that. I gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Shane is a former UFC fighter. She actually wrestled Amanda Nunez. You should know about her. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take Shana. <laughs> Shana's back to unanimous. Let's go to the NXT Women's Championship. You have uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte uh, Flair in this matchup. And Dre, I'm going to have you uh, bring us in on this one as well. 
Oh, to, to me, this is the hardest match to predict because, um, you know, Flair is Flair and, you know, she's been at the top of the women's division for quite some time. And, uh, you know, Rhea Ripley is a young up-and-coming talent. She's, she's actually very young and, and she's been, you know, doing her thing since the Mae Young Classic. She was the first uh, NXT UK women's champion. She's now the, you know, she beat Shayna. Uh, I think Shayna oh. didn't lose a single. <laughs> Shayna didn't lose a, a single match for an entire year, so a, a championship match, and uh, you know, Rhea took the the title away from her. So, you know, it's, this is a very uh, future versus present type of match. Uh, I am really glad that Rhea gets to wrestle at WrestleMania and against Charlotte. This should be a great match uh, on paper. Um, the odds actually say that Ripley is the favorite, but you know, Vince always likes to shock the world and I really don't see uh, a place for Charlotte anywhere because she has she's pretty much beaten everyone. So maybe, Making her go to NXT is the right choice. So I'm just going to say she pulls up the, I don't know if you would call it, uh, you would call this an upset, but I'm going to say Charlotte Flair wins. Okay. Check in with the other two wrestling experts on this one as well. Do you feel the same way, Chris? Uh, yeah, I got, um, I got Charlotte winning this one uh, just because uh, Charlotte, isn't really happy um, with her current status on SmackDown and she's just been kind of bouncing around rivalries. And this is the first solid one that I think is kind of refreshing for her. Um, we seen it earlier with Finn Balor, how they moved him back down to NXT because he wasn't really happy where he stood on raw and um, it kind of revitalized his career with WWE. So I think they could do a similar thing here with Charlotte uh, taking the NXT title and maybe moving Rhea um, up to Raw or SmackDown, shake things up a little bit. So I got Charlotte. Okay, perfect. And what about you, Miles? That group of law has been said. Charlotte has been very unhappy. And I like what Vince McMahon's done with moving some of their like veteran talent to NXT because they don't really have a place for them right now on Raw and SmackDown. So I could see Charlotte winning, but then Rhea Ripley coming into the main roster the day after and just gunning for one of the main championships. And I think that will be the big thing here is that they want to make Rhea Ripley look like a threat on the main roster instead of NXT anymore. So Charlotte wins, but Rhea Ripley in the end gets probably the benefit from it. Okay. Paul, Steve, did you have anything different on, on this match? Uh, no, I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Yeah, that's what I say. She's a flair. That you got, you got to take the flair there. <laughs> All right, awesome. So let's go on to the boneyard match, which is the Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Uh, Dre, I obviously am a fan favorite for this one too. So why don't you bring us in on this match? This is the third match that once again they they bring a retired wrestler that should not be in this match, and it's just there for the high profile name. Uh, uh, obviously when I started watching wrestling <laughs> 30 so years ago, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the undertaker was my favorite wrestler. So, uh, you know, he's, he'll always have a, 
a soft spot uh, in my heart. But uh, you know, I don't I don't see how he could pull off the win. I think this match is going to be very sloppy. Uh, <clears throat> I really don't know what the graveyard, whatever name of the match theme is. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to come out with a coffin or they're going to – I have no clue. Uh, I think it's going to be a strange match. I think it's going to be short, and I think AJ Styles is going to win. And that is why I think that if Roman does not wrestle, AJ Styles is going to be in that match because if, if the taker match is going to be like five, six, seven minutes long, that gives enough time for AJ to uh, you know wrestle against Goldberg as well. So. I'm gonna go with AJ, and I really don't care about this match. It's just, it's just an opportunity to see the entrance of the Undertaker another for another year, which is pretty much one of the badasses things ever in the wrestling world. So that's not. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up Miles. <laughs> All right, I guess since Arnest is gone, I'll go. Um, yeah. So I mean, Undertaker. I think there's only three scenarios where he loses, and two of those scenarios have already happened. When he loses, it's WrestleMania streak. It's when he fights Roman Reigns because no one loses to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And the last scenario is when he finally, or they finally put him in a match where the win or you have to retire stipulation comes in because I think that's the way Undertaker should go out. So since that's not a thing this year, I could just see him crushing AJ Styles in three, four minutes and then moving on because that's what the American Badass does. So I'm going with the Undertaker. I really hope Styles wins this match. I just cannot handle uh, any more Undertaker wrestling. I just... he's He used to be great and his matches in these past two or three years have just been kind of tough. Um, I can see with this being like a boneyard match or whatever, I can see uh, the club getting involved if there's no disqualification. I'm assuming there's not, but um, I can see the club getting involved. And I really think a win for AJ Styles, um, they can take this with the club and kind of establish them as a dominant faction on Raw again because I really think that's where they should be. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with AJ Styles. Undertaker looks way too old to be out there. Yeah, I'm right. 50-something. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right with Steve on that. He he shouldn't be out there, man. I like I saw him that that night that Gronk made his debut as Lowe's. Yeah. When fucking Undertaker went out there, man. I'm like, how fucking old is this guy? Like, just it just doesn't it doesn't fit anymore. All right, the, uh, we'll, we'll we'll go to our next. Oh, Ernest is back. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Dre. I appreciate you picking that up. I, I always get kicked out of the server in round two for some reason. I have no idea. But, um, yeah, so Undertaker is my pick just because I want to see Vintage win. So let's let's wrap up the pick'em segment with the, the match. I believe you guys call the match of the night, which is uh, Rollins versus Owens in, in their match. Dre, take it away. Uh, uh, this has actually been the only solid storyline for the past 
year. I mean, it's been going maybe for like six, seven, eight months. Uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins have been going at it back and forth. Rollins has been claiming that he's the Messiah and that uh, he's going to save the WWE. And, you know, he's built up his cult with, uh, you know, uh, Buddy Murphy and the AOP and... I mean, that's been very solid. And then Kevin Owens has been recruiting some people like Samoa Joe and uh, Viking Raiders and Street Profits. It's just been it's just been fun because it's it's, it's a very different it's a very different storyline. And, and it's kind of weird for WWE to, you know, let storylines go this long without them kind of wrestling one-on-one. Obviously, they love the tag team matches and, you know, having them face off each week. But uh, I believe uh, Kevin Owens will win. They've been specifically uh, highlighting the fact that he hasn't had a WrestleMania moment and that Seth Rollins has. So it pretty much much makes sense that uh, Kevin Owens has to win. So I'm going to say Kevin Owens wins. And it's going to be the match of the night. Now, Miles, you wanted to end with this seg- with this match because you said it was one of the most featured stories coming into it. What what, what makes this match so uh, exclusive, and and uh, what's your pick? Well, I mean, like we all said, it's quite one of the only good storylines coming out of WWE, and you know, this sort of build up to WrestleMania. And the thing is, the big part of these guys that made their names NXT. And especially Rollins won the first ever NXT championship. And when Kevin Owens came into NXT, he was just destroying house. So, I mean, it's going to be a great match with a lot of storylines. But in in the end, and Steve, get your hands out of the fucking bag right now. Ah, uh, no, that's my pack of cigarettes. It's in the freezer, keeping them fresh. So, I need to <laughs> What? <laughs> what? I'm on quarantine. I can't, I can't keep pack of Bag of cigarettes <laughs> in the freezer. What the fuck? I keep them fresh. You don't want them to go stale. All right, Steve, you do you. You don't have a bag of cigarettes in your freezer? Well, I don't have a pack of cigarettes, period. But, I mean, if I did, I probably wouldn't have them in my freezer. No, I mean, not the pack. I just had to get a new pack out of it. I, I keep a bunch of packs in the bag in the freezer because I can't leave the house. Right, this is where he puts in the microwave. No, this is where I go outside <laughs> and light it. <laughs> well, Chris, what do you have to say about this match? Um, well, I love the character development of Seth Rollins like throughout this entire process because uh, all of the fans kind of turned on him because of what happened to The Fiend, which is another reason why I really don't like seeing Goldberg holding the belt right now because it was kind of at the expense of Rollins as well as The Fiend. But um, I love the character that Seth has like, kind of like accepted. Um, I think it's really solid, and I love the following that he's uh, built. And we've seen multiple times uh, over the course of Raw, like leading to WrestleMania, um, he's gotten some of the referees to like count fast for him and like be on his side. So I think a lot of that's going to play into the match. Um, hopefully, and I think Rollins is going to take this win uh, and further establish himself as like one of the top heels. Perfect. And uh, Paul, Steve, any any other insight on this match? Uh, 
Not really. No, not no, not really. I I, I want to watch it after hearing these guys talk about it. Uh, I mean, it's really the only live sports we got, and I've been kind of getting into it lately. So, uh, interested to watch it. Okay. All right, and that's going to wrap up we're, our we're, pick'em we're, segment. We're forgetting one, one last oh, match, for, and this is actually last... this, this is actually Steve's analysis: uh, Baron Corbin against Elias. <laughs> Steve, you want to make a comment on that? Um. Uh, yeah, correct. Corbin's got to learn his place in society. You do not to- talk to your host, Rob Gronkowski, like that. Uh, so he- he's got to learn his place. And I-, I think Elias beats him with help from Gronk. Um, he-, he, might crack- he might get Gronk spiked. You see the attitude that he gave my guy? It's unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. Well, that, we'll, we'll just end it there. We'll wrap up our pick segment with that. And uh, we have sent our sports scientists a special video that we're going to air this morning that you can see. So we'll be back right after this commercial break. Welcome to Alamo City. Or is it the military city? Or is it the Riverwalk City? What in the world do you call San Antonio? You can find all the greatest and latest information on SATX Rated proud sponsor of the Into the Lab podcast, and a big partner when it comes to finding your way around San Antonio, Texas. Go find SATX Rated on all major social platforms. Follow them, like them, share them. They're here for you. SATX Rated, find out what San Antonio is made of. Round three, what's cooking in the lab? Round three is usually just our update round. We wanted to uh, come out with a couple of announcements, uh, especially since all of our trips are permanently quarantined. Uh, now, of course, if you're hearing some background noise, that's your sports scientist getting a live react to a video promo coming out. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's Steve. No, I'm sorry. Not Steve. Not, no, I'm not even watching it. Well, whoever it is, is looking at the video promo. But uh, first off and foremost, I'll officially announce the Belly Up Sports Radio Network Championship has been announced. Into the Lab is the official winner, winning by a 12-point margin. Congratulations to everybody out there who voted, supported your favorite podcast. We are hyped here. Having the original sports scientist on today's episode means a lot because we've come a long way since last July. Um, in growing our network and working together. So I just want to say congratulations and thank you all for helping build a great brand here on Into the Lab. So congratulations to all of you. If you guys want to say thank you out to the folks, now would be the time to do it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Eloquently put, Steve. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that being said, I'm going to get a live react. We have a competition coming up for you staying at home. So if you're following the show or if you're just quarantined like everybody else, the the Interlap podcast and the Blue Collar Media Group, together we are going to be putting together a 10-week challenge where you can challenge one other person in your household or in their household, maybe stuck, and you can play different challenges every week from card games to board games to video games to 
sometimes people just make their own home sports. We're going to challenge you guys to compete against each other. Stay home and stay ha- stay safe, league. Um, featured on the Intel Lab podcast and the Blue Collar Media Group. Now, the sports scientist just got shown the video promo. I want to get your live reactions while we're on air. Um, what do you guys think about that video promo? It's a dope-ass promo. It makes me fucking hype to stay home for once. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I mean, that was that was so well done, and it got me pretty hype. You know, just to just to play some Xbox, maybe get a card game going or two, cook some dinner. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was very well done, and I'm excited to take part. I know that that's for sure. Yeah, yeah it's very, very exciting. It's very exciting. I love how uh, this was put together. Um, it makes me uh, feel a little bit better about uh, staying inside and not having that much to do, and this uh, gives us some incentive to. Uh, uh, find some things to uh, spend our time. Yeah, exactly. And I want to do a special shout out to Mark Guajardo, the newest member of the Into the Lab family. He is our new video production expert. He's joined on with us in the past week and already <laughs> made a difference. So a special shout out to him. If you're hearing our podcast, and you want to check out the promo. You can find it on both Twitter feeds on Blue Collar Media Group and Into the Lab. It was it was first put out this morning so you can go check out those promos being out there um but if you want a chance to take advantage of being locked away with that significant other you want to take out some aggression whatever it may be just some friendly competition you can go in there and sign up on www.thesportgene.com follow blue collar media group follow into the lab um or follow at the sport gene and you get a chance to win a thousand dollars it's a 10-week league free to sign up free money who can deny that have some fun, guys. Stay home, stay safe challenge for the next 10 weeks. So I, I want to I throw out the official Into the Lab uh, challenge for us on the air right now. And I want to do uh, a nacho making challenge. So that's not even fair. You have peaked interest. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> Do not challenge me on the nachos, my friend. Yeah, he makes them so every we, night. That actually sounds like a good idea. So I, I think we should do a nacho challenge, and we'll post it. And we'll see who had the best nachos by next Wednesday. Does that sound like a plan? Best nachos by next Wednesday? Yeah. Game on. Game on, right. Steve. Yeah, game on. on. Game, game on. on. All right, yeah. all right. I'm not using that queso tonight, then. Fuck it. I'm having <laughs> <laughs> we'll end on the nacho challenge so um anybody else have anything else in the promo before we move on yeah uh, i just want to say something just on blue collar media's end of this um you know guys we're all struggling into the sports um i i just want you guys to stay out there just take care of each other um just do little things for each other um you know me and dre helped out miles this week um you know, and I, all we want from him is just to pay it forward to somebody else. Um, that's what we're trying to do with this. Uh, everybody's going through a little bit of financial stuff out there. And uh, we just want you to know that, like, we really, you know, care about your support. We're trying to give you something to listen to while you're stuck in the house. Just just remember, use that hashtag, follow us, win a thousand bucks. That's, 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 that's all we're trying to do. Yeah, I want to build off the back of that because I do want to say thank you to both Dre and Paul because – I mean, like, I was trying to save up for something that I really wanted, and then 
you know, you got to stay home because of coronavirus. And then, I mean, a lot of people out here, they don't, they're not going to get what they want. So, I mean, big thank you to both of you guys. That really made my whole month and probably this whole coronavirus pandemic thing. I, I mean, like, that made me so happy. So, and like they said, pay it forward. If you do, if someone does something good for you, just do something good for someone else because that's that's the way the world works. Or it's at least it should work. And not only does it make someone else's day, but it'll probably make your day too. So just keep doing that day in, day out. And I mean, that's really the best part about this. I'd actually like to add uh, one thing to this as well. Uh, thanks to everyone that <clears throat> voted for the Into the Lab podcast. And uh, like I said, those that voted, uh, I will give out another NFL jersey. Uh, but if you mention the keyword, uh, I guess, nachos, uh, you will get an extra entry no, taquitos, on the taquitos. taquitos, yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, taquitos. In fact, taquitos and nachos. It's, it's not one. Actually, I mean, I'm going to do even better. If Don't, don't, don't uh, put the keyword. If you tag taquitos, what is their Twitter handle, Ernest? And if they tag them, they get an automatic additional entry for the jersey. Okay, so they tag at the sport gene and hashtag taquitos. Is that correct? No, I was asking, well, well, if, the, I was asking if the taquitos plays. Has the Twitter handle? What's their Twitter, Twitter, Twitter oh, handle? Oh, oh, oh. oh, that's a good question. We should probably get that. Uh, but I would, <laughs> guess, I, I, would, I would guess at the Quito Express. Like that, that could be to be determined be to be determined, but we'll add that in the next episode. Just do hashtag taquitos for now. That works. Okay. So uh, with, with that being said, we'll go ahead and, and do our sign off. We invite all other media members or sports podcasts to join us on ITL. Part of our mission on the blue collar sports radio network is to debate, share hot takes and do what we love the most. Talk sports. Hard work, strong takes, and entertainment to your ears, the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network. With our mothership acknowledged, we appreciate all of your support. Hashtag ELM equals every listen matters. And for the week, it was hashtag EVM, every vote, and, oh, every vote mattered. We want our show to continue and be part of your Thursday mornings going forward. So listen to our episode, share on social platforms, leave a review, and promote to others as well. We only grow as your support does. I was your host, Ernest Silva, on behalf of everyone this morning. We hope that your quarantine days are limited to come and that you watch all of your favorite rerun sports on TV. (laughs) We are the champions. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app, and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.